Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Dina. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am very good as well. I'm excited about today's episode. Yeah, episode 37, we have Zarna Garg, and she is a stand-up comedian that blew up on TikTok, and even if you're not a stand-up comedian, this episode has a lot to offer because Zarna just has incredible life wisdom, and she's hilarious, and she kept us laughing the whole time. Yeah, she's the best. She's also just great if you're listening to this podcast and you do think you're too old for TikTok and you're older than us even you know like she's a great example of somebody who did not let that stop her she her she was introduced to it by her teenage kids of course um and she's really grown to love the platform and find her place in it so I uh I love this one for that reason too as always if you guys like the podcast please subscribe Write a review, uh, leave a rating. That stuff really helps to get us discovered by other people who might like the podcast. Check us out on our blog, tooldfortiktok.com. That's the number, two and the number four. And on Instagram, tooldfortiktokpod, two and four, both numbers. We'll be posting videos there. We'll be posting lots of Zarna's little stand-up bits on TikTok, which are super funny. So be sure to follow us there and check it out. Zarna Garg is an Indian immigrant mom and lawyer turned New York comedian and TikTok star with more than 20 million views on the platform. She has performed stand-up at sold-out clubs across the country and headlined her own show by American Dream at the famous Carolines on Broadway. Unwilling to let the pandemic stop her, Zarna has kept audiences laughing with online comedy shows, which were recently profiled in the New York Times and impromptu sets outside major landmarks across New York City, including Central Park and The Met. Zarna is also an award-winning screenwriter with a movie inspired by her own life story currently in development. This debut screenplay won Best Comedy Feature in the Austin Film Festival in 2019 and was also a 2019 semifinalist in the Academy Nickel Fellowship Screenwriting Program. So we are so honored to have you. Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, Zarna. Thank you. Namaste. First of all, thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. I love I loved hearing your podcast with my friend. I mean, you guys did such an amazing job and I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I was first introduced to you in December when your most viral TikTok uh, came across my For You page. And that TikTok currently has over 2 million views. It was the one that was the joke, don't worry, be happy would never be an Indian song. Our song would be, don't happy, be worried. And then it goes on and on. You get even funnier and funnier. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> 
after seeing that video, I just automatically swiped to your page and then immediately watched everything you had posted. Um, so we'll get to stand-up comedy and all things TikTok in a little bit. But first, I'd love to hear more about your va- background and uh, if you could share your story with us. Well, I mean, listen, not a single Indian woman on planet Earth dreamt of being a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I can assure you that dental hygienist, janitor, like subway track cleaner, you know, that probably is higher than like comedy is not something we culturally do. And certainly not like the way it's done in America, where you take a mic and you, you say funny observations. Uh, I think people don't realize how... Um, how exquisitely American that is, Hmm. especially the liberties that people take on these mics. Even in the cultures that do allow comedy, like to go after like the sitting president or prime minister, that could put you in jail in many countries, not just India. India for sure, to be clear. Hmm. But, but, you know, we were not used to that. So even though I grew up watching Seinfeld and, you know, all the usual greats, never occurred to me that I could do it. Yeah. Not not even once. But, you know, life and destiny and here we are. Yeah. yeah. And so you came over here when you were 16 and you're a lawyer. So what was the progression like? What did your family think back in India and your family now? I think the law is like kind of understandable, right? Like it's one of the mainstream professions uh, they didn't love that I wanted to be a lawyer and not a doctor, but they were like, okay, you know, we kind of get it. You didn't have the grades anyway, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have the grades. <laughs> um, that was part of my bio data, by the way. Doesn't have the grades for medical school. Stop asking. Because <laughs> <laughs> people do ask. In that world, it's very bare bones. Like, whatever's on your mind, like, you know, you just ask it. Um, then for many years, 16 years, I was home, stay, a stay-at-home mom because I do have three kids and in America, you have to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's a job, <laughs> you know, um, so I, you know, I quit my job. It was actually honestly, like seriously speaking, as an immigrant with no family anywhere nearby, I couldn't do it all. Yeah. That realization was the first hard choice I had to make, knowing that like, oh, I thought I'm going to do it all and uh, not really. Uh, so for many years, I was home, you know, with the kids and all. And then when I decided to go back, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do that could add value to the world, would be unique and still be something that I can do. And I realized that there's not that many like Indian fun, romantic comedy movies, like happy movies. Yeah. So brown people are generally like sad and heavy and like, no, heavy, like not physic- physically also, <laughs> but, but like, you know, emotionally heavy stuff, which is all true. So not to take away from that, but there is a happy side to us that somehow like Hollywood was not projecting. Mm-hmm. And it like really frustrated me that the biggest romantic comedy is like Greek. Like we're the wedding people. Right. Mm. They're not the wedding people. We're the original wedding people. So I like I when I take things personally, I take them like strangely personally. I was like, how can there not be an Indian wedding movie? We're the ones who have month long weddings. Right. Yeah. Something's got to happen. And Greek. It's 20 million Greek people on Earth. That's like two streets in Delhi. (laughs) (laughs) How did they pull this off? 
I was like, no Greek yogurt in my house ever. <laughs> All because so, of my big uh, fat Greek wedding. Is yeah, <laughs> I mean, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I'm ha- so inspired by it. But I think something about the idea that the woman who lived that life wrote it gave me, you know, I was like, for years, I thought somebody else will do it. Like Priyanka Chopra, Mindy, like, come on, guys, like a wedding movie. Let's go. And then I was like, no one wants to do it. I'd do it. Okay, fine. I'll yeah. take a shot at it. You know, I'll take a shot. I was like, I'll take a shot. Let's see what happens. And I really went to one class and I, they, they were like, write about what you know. And so I started writing my own story, you know. And, and I really, I was like, this happened and this happened. It was very linear. I didn't really think anybody would care. And then as it grew, the, you know, my teacher was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Like, I could see that people were having fun with it. Shockingly to me. Because my story is the story of millions of women in India. I was not mm-hmm. that unique. You know what I mean? But here, it's a voice that's not really been heard. So I, you know, I did that. And then that screenplay went all over the place. And it, you know, won Austin, which was a complete shock to me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm that's like huge. sitting there with the people who created like Game of Thrones. And they're like, what are you working on? I go, me? <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm, incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my kid's schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. I can't wait till that we get to see it in theaters and it gets made. That's amazing. No, working on it, yeah. yeah. But that led to the comedy. I'll tell you that. That when I was writing, I realized, I'm like, I think I'm being funny, but I have no idea. Like, how do you know if what you're writing is funny, right? If you're writing all by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you know? You think it's funny, but, you know, is anybody else so... That was like an experiment. Like, how do I find out? And my whole life, people have told me, oh, you're funny, you're funny. And it's a word that has haunted me. I was like, I don't know what to do with you're funny. So I started Googling, like Google, you know, jobs for funny people. <laughs> <laughs> and the stand-up comedy came up as an option. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. What I love about your comedy, too, is you incorporate your real life and your authentic self. So how do you describe your comedy? I think it's family friendly. It's clean. It's extremely, now I know, extremely relatable. Like now I know when I put a TikTok up there, it's not just Indian people. It's Mm -hmm. every culture in the world finds something about it that they relate to. Like I get a lot of South Americans. I get a lot of Europeans will be like, we don't say it either. or We don't do this. We don't. So I think it's, I'm an everyday mom to, to a lot of people. You know, it's a lot of mom stuff just seen from a humorous point of view. So Indian people may obsess about math. Jewish people may obsess about something else, you know, the South America, but every mom is obsessing about something. That's the point. And uh, I, I now, you know, I, when I market my own comedy, I say I'm like, I'm clean, I'm a clean everyday experience mom, you know. And, and believe it or not, corporates now have want me on their shows because you know what? Moms work for them. Mm-hmm. And they want to hear more about their own life. You know, something that they relate to. So, it's so yeah. true. Yeah, both me and Dina come from Jewish families, and we were like, "You remind us of our moms, our aunts, our, ourselves." Yeah. <laughs> we can all relate to you. I mean, Jewish families like the cultures are so similar. You could just actually exchange the two. 
Yes. For a whole year, I did a show called Hind Jews with a Jewish partner, but my mentor who got me into comedy, by the way, Jewish women led the way for me to be a comedian. Just FYI. Yeah. Oh, they, the, my first mentor, Felicia, was the first open mic I ever went to. And I, I said, I, I, I want to find out what is this you guys do here. Uh, and she said, just go on stage and say something. And I was like, anything? Like, just say anything? She said, yeah, whatever you find funny. I, to this day, think that if it wasn't her, like another very compassionate mom yeah. who held my hand and said, do it, I'm not sure I would have done it. Wow. You know what I mean? I think if it was like a 20-year-old guy and a room filled with like college kids, I'm not sure I would have had the courage to go up there. But because it happened to me, another mom, and she was like, yeah, just whatever. And, you know, I, I got up there and I was like looking around thinking like white people do this? Like this is a job? <laughs> like you could get paid for this? What? <laughs> and immediately I was like, I have lost out on millions of dollars and <laughs> like all these years. <laughs> Making people laugh, like no one told me that was a thing. But uh, so her and I then did create a show called Hindus that sold. We would announce it and sell out in three days, like gone. Because the culture, you know, it's so similar. Everything, the moms, the grandmoms, the obsession with food. Yes. You know, yes. like it's all, you know, very similar cultures. So I get it, you know. Completely. That's so funny. Oh, that's such yeah. an amazing story. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So how did you get into TikTok? Obviously, our podcast is called Too Old for TikTok. Yeah. And we talk about how we felt way too old getting on the platform. Um, but more and more, you know, it's becoming not just teenagers. Um, so how, how did you, how did you hear about TikTok? What made you get onto it? Um, I, you know, so the pandemic hit New York really hard and hit everybody really hard but like the performance industry overnight shut yeah. down and uh you know all I had so many shows lined up I had to refund tickets overnight like it was very stressful mm-hmm. and I was I was having a moment like for a few weeks I just couldn't you know also the kids like what happened and and also New York became the epicenter of the epicenter like overnight so It felt like the world around me was just crashing and I was really sad. You know, I waited 16 years to get something going. And within a year, it was like, boom. So I was very sad, but I was determined. I'm like, I'm not going to lose this. I'm not going to lose. I don't know what it's going to take. And my son, who's 14, was like on TikTok all the time. Wow. Yeah. And he said, like, Mom, I think you need to be on TikTok. And I'm like, what will I do on TikTok? You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's like girls working and like 14 year old girls like the dance videos and the whole thing I was like if I do that even the Chinese people will ban TikTok (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like let's keep it real like what can I do (laughs) he's like no mom I think you can put your comedy there and you know I was like really who like the kids so then he you know I said you put whatever you want so he knew my entire set. Like, I drag all my kids to all my shows until then. He knew the entire set. He picked his favorites. And he uploaded them on TikTok and, you know, captioned them. And like he, it was new for him, too, by the way, because, you know, he was viewing TikTok, but never, like, engaged at that level himself. But he kind of had some instincts on, like, this might work and this might work. And he put a few up there. And just overnight, you know, it's like, 
50,000 views in an hour, 500,000 the next day. So I'm thinking, okay, like the, the views must not have any value on TikTok. Like I'm, I was like, you know, you know like, like currency from a cu- country that is completely demolished. You're like, oh, it is 2 billion, whatever. And you, and, and it's actually $5. So I'm thinking, well, how serious can this be? And then my daughter, who's like very serious, you know, the, the quintessential first child, like who lives, you know, in a state of anxiety and you know that kid you guys know that kid right we all have one of those in our family she's she looked at it and she goes that's a lot of views so then i i was like oh it must be real if she's saying my son's like i've been trying to tell you you don't listen to me you listen to her she's not even a tiktoker but I realize, and of course, TikTok is very engaged with their comment section. I actually yeah, find the yes. TikTok comment section to be a little bit like Twitter. Yep. So people go at it with each other. And like, it's not, I find Instagram is mellow. Like you like, you mm-hmm. don't like, you know, like, oh, so good emojis. TikTok, people let it out, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. So I started reading what people were writing. Like I started engaging with them. And I realized that this is a real thing. And then we started putting more jokes and like, you know, learning our way, made so many mistakes. My my son, poor thing, was like learning to subtitle so many spelling errors because, you know, you can't edit once you upload. Yeah. It's like, and the thought of redoing, and I, I have dialogue, like one minute, a full minute joke of dialogue and to place it exactly, that's a, like a little bit of work. So we just let it roll organically, like with the mistakes and all. I was like, let's just see where it goes. And it kind of just, you know, it became what it's become. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So because your posts are also curated really well. Like I was wondering, like, how did you decide which clips to post from which sets? Was that all of your son? He, yeah, he definitely got it started. And then the bugger had to go back to school. Like, no. what? <laughs> it is a full-time job. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I was like, listen to me. If you don't check my TikTok every day, forget dinner. <laughs> Just forget it, okay? And you want dessert, you better leave a comment and like. Okay? Like, I take my TikTok seriously. My kids have, have removed the apps from their phone because they're so terrified <laughs> what I'm going to make them do. Uh, so he got it started. And then now I manage it a little bit, but he still like oversees the whole thing on the weekends. He's there. He, my son, come. My, all my kids come to all my shows. Even now, when I do uh, in-person shows, uh, it's something. I don't know. I feel like they need to see what their mom is doing, and it's a fun time. It's clean. Uh, even the shows I produce are all clean. Like any comedian wants to work with me has to do clean material. It's pretty well known now in the in the industry. So I feel like they should come with me. They laugh. You know, we all need to laugh right now. Yeah. Uh, and I get to keep an eye, you know, because I think I feel like the minute I turn my back, things are happening otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what happened after your videos went viral on TikTok? How has your life changed? You know, for a long time, I was trying to so fixated on doing live shows, how to do, you know, because... I'm sure you remember for a long time, we thought, okay, two weeks or another two weeks. Oh, yeah. It's going to be over by yeah. June. It's going to be July. Like, 
for a long time i thought the tiktok was just like tiding me over until the world will open and open and i was going to open and then i you know when the realization hit that this is a much longer term situation that's when i was like you know i have to um i have to have a plan and and suddenly people from tiktok started like emailing me going to my website signing up for my newsletter like all this other engagement coming to my instagram looking for me wow so it became more like why are they coming for they just were loving so much of what i was doing and tiktok only does videos you know on instagram for example i have tweets and like all this other stuff yeah. that i do i do a lot of polls questions this that so i started seeing a lot of crossover effect and i realized that i was really affecting people and that there was a real relationship being built beyond just uh you know me putting jokes out there it wasn't just people like my they they're relating to me they they think i'm their friend and i think yeah. they're my friend so you know and then i started putting more energy into it and like engaging on a more organic level i love you've created videos now it seems like it started with a lot of just like state your stand up clips but then you started creating more original content for tiktok one of the videos that made me <laughs> like just crack up for no reason was you like taking your family out for a walk in like oh, yeah. snowy new york and they all just looked miserable it just these little sort of sketches you ske- sketches you've been doing with your family are making me crack up too so i yeah i'm curious like the transition of what you know got you to start thinking like oh okay wait there's more that can be done with this medium with tiktok and start creating new new skits like that Well look necessity is the mother of invention for sure had every venue in new york not closed i w- i was desperate to find more venues to record bits but how how do i get the audience if i record it i have no audience i i've never used a uh, a tape uh, like the laughter like fake laughter it's all real whatever you hear anywhere how do i do and i want to stay with that that's that's my thing you know So how do you do that I start tried doing it straight to camera I tried this I tried that and you know it's just been a, and I don't want to break any rules I don't want to fly here do a show underground it's not my thing the outdoor shows had so many limitations to record and all and what what happened is that I started getting a lot of feedback about people being curious about my life yeah you know like real details of my life so i was hmm. then start thinking maybe i should do humorous things around everyday life like you know all my kids sports just closed down athletics just closed overnight right so all year i was dragging them out to go on a walk with me it was a, it's a thing i make them do every day with me so one day i was like you know let me just record you know <laughs> so real <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so funny. I mean, my I mean my little one acts like he's just oh my god. I mean, listen, I make them walk for 2 hours. Wow. It's like, you know, I drag them rain or you know, I feel like we're all getting a little exercise. But he puts it up an Oscar level performance with his misery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but i put that out and then you know what recent times biden got uh, the biden inauguration so indian people have a have a custom of welcoming people when you in especially during big moments you know in, in a particular way when you open the door somebody is standing there to welcome you with flowers and this and this and the biden inauguration was on tv playing i'm in my pajamas 
and the door is about to open you know they're walking down the long hall you've seen it like they've shown you that they're coming to the wherever the podium and he's about to come to the door i'm like wait there's no one there to welcome him what <laughs> oh my god this would never happen in india like in india if that door is going to open there's a welcome you know so i just ran like to and picked up a plate and some flower petals and started like throwing flower petals at my tv and my daughter was of course on her phone not for my reasons just fyi was on her phone <laughs> doing wasting time but like turned the camera and recorded that moment because she thought i was crazy <laughs> she's like mom he's on tv he's in like yes. but i was like in my head like you know all worked up about no one welcoming him <laughs> so i recorded it and then i thought you know maybe other indian people are feeling this way and i put it out there yeah. and oh my god what an emotional thing it became a tornado it was like 250000 views in 2 or 3 hours and people going oh my god we feel the emotion of it we feel, like somehow the like my everyday actions were connecting me with people who were feeling the same way and that propelled me to do more videos that are not just stand up in addition to the complications of trying to get a good recording which i just can't right now even right this minute i have no way to do it really leg- legitimately you know with a real audience so and then i start going in this direction you know now i have snow videos like in india you don't get to see snow it's a big deal so they they see me playing with snow and it's something that they all want to share with their friends and pass along so you know that's how that came about yeah i can't wait to see more real life day in the life zarna videos i do love them oh, too you you'll see my kids are acting okay just for the record like they <laughs> you know it's a lot of acting <laughs> they happy kids <laughs> <laughs> that leads me to the next question then you're talking to us and you have an injury on your wrist um so what what happened there is like the world's most faux bougie dumb injury of all times but it's a tiktok injury <laughs> so i have a habit of closing my day in addition to checking all day long at the end of the day i i usually respond to all my tiktok comments and you know i'm in bed and sleeping at this weird angle like holding the phone and you know first it used to be 10 comments and became 100 comments it became 500 comments it became 1000 comments and like i just kept doing it trying to keep up like there would be times when i would be like oh my god my entire arm has fallen asleep now because i've been like i've lost track Oh so gosh. one of the nerves is like there's something up with the nerve. No so way. like any bad mother, I kept thinking it'll go away. I don't need a doctor. That's weird. I don't need a doctor. I'm, I'm, what am I going to go? They'd be like TikTok damage my nerve. I'm going to say that. How dumb am I? So like, you know, I was like, it's going to go away. It's, forget it. But then it grew. It like started affecting my wrist, started affecting my shoulder. Oh, no. <laughs> so the doctor is like, what are you doing? <laughs> I still, I lied. I was like, oh, I'm writing this paper. He's like, you're not writing any paper. <laughs> I follow you on TikTok. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> I was so embarrassed to tell him. I'm like responding to TikTokers and throwing like hearts out there. <laughs> so... <laughs> thousands of hearts <laughs> but that's what happened and now i try i wear a brace just to keep the wrist stable mm. so it can heal a little bit it's like i'm supposed to even wear a sling and all that but like there are limits i need to get back to my tiktoking at some point you know <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you were honest yeah. about that because it is a good cautionary tale because there's many times where I've been 
swiping for like three hours in my bed and my my pinky's fallen asleep i can't feel it i roll over so thank you i think you're doing a good service for all of our listeners it's a good warning no and it goes like now honest to god i feel it in my hip like the whole right side don't do it don't like don't don't i'm i'm a bad example don't do it even tiktok you know there are limits to the love like stop every few minutes yes take a break yeah not my kids, not my son. I think he's listening. No, you keep going. But everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of stand-up comedians and some we've spoken to who are afraid to post on TikTok because they're afraid of being judged based on, you know, what if someone sees this 60-second video and only judges them based on that? Like, you know, people pull up old tweets and comedians get in trouble for an old tweet they do. What are your thoughts about that? Or do you have any advice for anyone in comedy thinking that? Um, it's a school of thought. It's I, I'm familiar with it. And also people are very protective of their material. They're mm-hmm. like, we don't want to put it out there. We can't use it. I, I'm not of that school of thought, clearly. Uh, I think if you've chosen this job, you got to put your work out there. And either people like it or they don't. And if they don't like it, you should know that. Mm-hmm. What are you waiting for? Are you going to run away from reality? Like if no one liked my work, I would like that feedback so I can do something else with my life. I I don't want to, you know, this is the new world as we see it. And honestly, I think it's phenomenal, the reach. Where on earth would I be able to like meet, meet, you know, I say that lightly, but you know what I mean. Meet people all like I collaborate with other TikTokers. I'm part of the TikTok creator fund now. Where on earth would you be able to? So I, I have no hesitation. I have a lot of confidence in my work. I have faith in it. And I'm ready to accept the verdict. If, if no one liked it, I was prepared for it. And I'm not precious. First of all, also, you know, the, the state of the world we were in, mm-hmm. COVID. If you can't share your jokes during a year, the worst year in human existence in modern times, I don't know what you're doing all this for. That was part of it. I was like, you know what? If I can't share the joke that's going to make people laugh now, what am I saving all this for? So, and I'll write more. I keep writing. And, you know, so I'm of the opposite school of thought. And I encourage, by the way, such good things have come out of my being on TikTok. So I would encourage everybody to put themselves out there. That that type of thinking is a little old school to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely love that advice in your school of thought. And what opportunities have come from TikTok? I mean, casting agents of the biggest movies in the world have found me on TikTok. No joke. No manager. No. Now I have a manager, an agent and all that. But before I had any of it, I got calls from people who cast the biggest movies in the world. I've gotten calls from showrunners of the biggest shows. Uh, I've gotten shout outs from like other comedians, like big deal comedians who, you know, who've DM me or like found ways to reach me because you know on TikTok you have to have a reciprocal follow back to mm-hmm. uh, unlike Insta you can't just DM everybody so um, I like all, that's all that's the natural for and and when I do TikTok live this is another thing that I learned like I don't know if you guys do TikTok lives but TikTok lives are like they have a language of their own like people will ask questions and whatever and then the first time I did it people started throwing unicorn poop at me. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a unicorn would come up, like float in the middle of the screen and start like attacking me with poop. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I got so scared. I shut the whole thing off, and I was like, "I'm never opening this again." Oh no! And then my son is like, "Mom, that's a good thing." You know, and I said, and then I go, "No, it's like poop." Because mom, it's unicorn poop. It's not poop. It's unicorn. It's like it's a good thing. You, you know, that can be money. I was like, "Money? Wait." <laughs> so I go right back on it. <laughs> And I learned how to do that. Like, put my life story. Like, there are times when the kid they ask all kinds of questions. My TikTokers, how do you do this, and why do you do that, and whatever. And uh, you know, I learned. Like, I think the more I put myself out there, the more I feel like there is nothing to lose. Listen, if you've chosen to be a performer, an entertainer, mm-hmm. I would not say this to somebody who chooses to be like you know a scientist who wants to work in in relative anonymity. Yeah. yeah. So I I think go all out. Cassie, in the end, my manager and agent also signed me because of my TikTok account. Wow, amazing! They they didn't find me necessarily on TikTok, but they saw. I told them. I said, listen, I don't need to say anything. Go to my page, and yeah. scroll through the comments. What are people saying? Like now, you don't need the reviews to be the old school reviews. You don't need. Somebody else to recommend you. I go. The people are recommending. You can read whatever they're saying, and and so I I gain a lot of power from it. Yeah, absolutely. The engagement on your page and the comments and the fans. It's not just people passively watching, like you said. It's people who want to know more, and I think that's so important. Even then, the number of followers you have is the engagement that you have, which is amazing. And I'm so happy to hear that it's brought you opportunities. And I take it very seriously, by the way. Like I, by the end of the week, I have responded to every single comment. Oh it's just I don't know. It's also the mother in me, you know. I like I. It's not a casual thing. Like it's it's my I take that relationship seriously. Sometimes people will, in the comment section, ask for something or whatever. Can you do this shout out? That I do it. Like I'm. I'm why wouldn't I? They're my people. Yeah, that's you know, so nice. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Do you have an ultimate goal with TikTok that you've ever thought of? I I just want to, you know, honestly, like I just wanted to grow organic. Life has been such a happy surprise. It's been far beyond anything I could have planned for myself. So I think it's best I just go with the flow. Like I get a lot. I get believe me, every day twenty people tag me and be like, Netflix, give her a special. <laughs> I don't even sit around waiting for that. <clears throat> If it happens, when it happens, it will be meant to happen. It will happen. I don't. I don't obsess about all this. My first and foremost job, my responsibility, and my joy is to with the people that I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. and I focus on that. You know, when I'm taking uh, video clips in Central Park or whatever, all I'm thinking about is like, will my people on TikTok like it? Will they enjoy it? What will they say? Like now, I can predict the kind of things they're gonna say. Yeah. You know, so my number one commitment is to that moment to to my people. Yes, I, I love that. Have you? We're we're always curious about how people are like monetizing TikTok in a way. Have you been able to like partner with brands or anything like that to get some sponsored content? Um. So a couple of answers to that. Uh. And yes, to some small brands, indie brands that I happen to like. Not a big brand yet. Like Amex has not come calling, and and my, I don't think my account is big enough to be honest. Because you know you, I think, and it's totally fine. Small indie brands all the time. Like, would you please, you know, small amount of money. It's not a lot of money. Where it helps 
is that my price of my shows has gone up mm. because oh. they know that I have a certain standing, that I do a certain amount of work. There's a certain quality of work that I do. When corporates book me, they see that I have, uh, you know, that, you know, like when corporates book comedians, they want the confidence that that person is well liked. Mm-hmm. And what TikTok does is give them that. So I monetize there. I do Zoom shows like, you know, four or five days a week, sometimes two, three a day. So I'm not sure I would be able to do all of them without me being able to say, go to my TikTok page. Right. You know what I mean? It's the easiest way to see in real time whether, whether I'm relevant or not. And of course, like now that I have a manager and an agent, all kinds of opportunities come my way. I've, I've shot like a little bit of a TV show, a little bit of a... So, you know, it's growing, it's evolving, and, and I'm monetizing it in my own way, and definitely yeah. in my own shows, Zoom shows. So it's not the traditional, you know, oh, I'm holding a can of Coke and promoting Coke, but TikTok has become a proof of concept that, okay, she's not just an Indian mom comedian with Indian followers. Mm-hmm. Like how you, you know... Now, if like, for example, uh, you know, Pepsi or uh, one of the big companies was hosting a show, I can say to them, feel free to check out my TikTok page and see the range of people that like me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, otherwise it would have been, I, you know, I'm always in Indian clothes with my bindi. It would be so easy to say, but she's for Indian people. Mm -hmm. You know, so this gives me that breath that I can say, you know, read the comments, like my Jewish friends, I can make jokes about, you know, uh, whatever Hindu culture or whatever, like there are a lot of Hindu weddings, you know, yes. Hindu, Hindu, and Jewish. <laughs> yep. And then they, they see, like I've been booked, I've done uh, Zoom shows for dentists, for doctors, for pediatricians, and then they see my material and they're like, I think my people will like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's proof in that way. Yeah. That's great. What does your For You page look like when you scroll through TikTok? Oh my God, it's nuts. I mean, I have, you know, I have my own favorites and of course, you know, but I'm always like seeing what else is happening, you know, because TikTok moves, like the trends move so fast, Mm -hmm. like you got to stay on top of it. So it's wild. Like my son last year complained that his biggest complaint with TikTok was that there was no auto scroll function. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how spoiled are you? Yeah. (laughs) Three months later, I was like, you know what? He's right. Yes. (laughs) Would save my nerve a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I watch I watch a lot of comedy. I like to see what other people are doing, Uh, and I love like the the, like the doctors are all over TikTok. Yeah. You know, you've seen. I'm sure there's eye doctors, like all this quirky stuff. Like I don't even have the condition, but I'm riveted. Oh yeah. I want to see what's happening. Uh What is he saying? Weight loss. Yeah. Uh, there's like all the weight loss, food, cooking. So I, I'm like devouring it all, learning from all of them. Oh, yeah. I've learned yeah. so much on TikTok. It, right? And I think it's crazy. such a happy, joyful place. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like, like they're fun to learn on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Violinists, historians. I mean, they their love for what they do is so infectious that I get drawn yes. in, even though I had no interest when I opened the thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, so I'm actually a big TikTok proponent in general, aside from my thing. Like I tell people the, the misconceptions people think it's just girls dancing It's so much more. I tell people I go, I promise you, if you gave it a chance, 
you would see i think tiktok competes with netflix mm-hmm. like honestly it doesn't compete with instagram it competes with netflix because people are like you could spend 2 hours just like you would watching a movie you could spend on tiktok easily oh yeah that's why we started this podcast because i mean i started scrolling 3 4 hours a day i stopped watching tv completely i stopped reading books <laughs> like i all i could focus on was tiktok because i was just so fascinated by the worlds that it was bringing me to like i learned the other day that if you're cutting an onion and you have a damp towel next to you you won't cry and like that's such a useful skill to have if you're cutting an yes. onion like and you know 33 years of my life tiktok taught me that like yeah it's just those simple things that i love yeah. no it's out i know i mean even like the the their accounts where these people go into little crevices of their own house you know i have a room in my house that has this and i'm like what is it what is it you know yeah. <laughs> i don't know who the person is and where the house is But I'm like I have a weird room too. What are you saying? Oh, all right. So each week we discuss like a side of TikTok or a trend. So we thought it'd be fun to talk about stand-up comedy on TikTok with you. So the first trend I wanted to highlight is where people use stand-up bits as like audio clips and then they sort of lip-sync over it. So this start like you know TikTok originally started where a lot of people were doing this that was like the TikTok thing where you would take a song and just lip sync it. So it was funny I thought seeing stand up comedy be turned into this same sort of lip sync thing and one account that in particular his account does a lot of this is at DJ Hunts official and he'll just use yeah like audio clips and create little skits around it he'll create the visuals or he'll just lip sync you know like a selfie video but a lot of people do it and it's it's super funny i was curious what you thought of it and if anybody has used like your audio to do lip syncing on tiktok so many times yeah. so many i get tagged on all of it like i've never said i love you to my husband oh my god i've got yeah. thousands of people yeah. and and it's like everybody's got their own twist on it you know mm-hmm. like everybody's got their own version of it I love it. I think it's all creative. Listen, that person who chooses that, this could be his entree into something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you, you do one thing it leads to the next thing, it leads to the third thing. So I I personally don't like doing it. It's not my thing because I like to write jokes and I like to create new material, but I got no problem with people doing it. Like whatever you can do to make people laugh, especially in these last 18 months, I say do it. Mm. You know, like remember all those Trump impersonations that were all the rage last year. You know, uh, yeah. people just impersonating his words or whatever. Like, if yeah. it made people laugh, listen. This year, just go for it. I, I, I have nothing against it, I, and it is a big trend. I know a lot of, I know a lot of comedians who do it. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Like, I like to write the jokes. Mm. Right, yeah. right. It's interesting there's a a John Mulaney audio that's super popular and John Mulaney is not even on TikTok but a lot of comedians audios are just on there so his audio is called The Dow Jones and the Very Rich Donald Trump but it's about going to bed so it's a bunch of Gen Z generations who have t- 61,000 of them have created their own video to his audio about bedtime basically and I wonder even if John Mulaney is aware of this cuz he's not even on TikTok but I yeah I think it's great I think what you said if it's someone's first step to maybe 
maybe then after that lip sync they'll write a joke or if it makes someone else laugh i think yeah i think or That's you exactly keep right. doing this listen right. this is an art form to do anything consistently for a period of time is is not easy like yeah. you might do the first one the second one the third one but like the volume that you need to keep a like to keep an entertainment account going listen it is not easy so i applaud mm-hmm. anybody who can even That's do that such a good point yeah <clears throat> absolutely yeah. are there any stand up comedians on that are on tiktok that you love and and want to call out uh I mean, I can call out stand-up comedian. I I think the Amazon Prime Video account is amazing because they mm. take a lot from their different comedians. Oh. So I I try to check out what they're highlighting that week and what, you know like they because I think not every comedian is comfortable being on TikTok, but if they have a special on these platforms, mm. then they bring their stuff. But like I'll tell you, I have I have an account, a friend of mine, just speaking about what we were just speaking about. His account is called the Timing Wizard. I don't know if you've seen have you seen this guy? He's an Indian guy. I don't think so, no. He finds bloopers on YouTube. Uh. Plays them on a big screen TV and then interjects actions as if he's making things happen in the bloopers. Oh, that's great. Oh. It is the world's simplest idea. Yeah. The guy is about to hit 1 million followers. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> It is the simplest idea and by the way he has so much fun doing it himself. Yeah. That it, that it's like it's infectious. You you can you can feel it. So when I was like maybe 10 followers old on TikTok, this guy had f- followed me and and had welcomed me so warmly into the TikTok world and he was so sweet and he's like oh didi didi is the Indian word for sister. He's like Didi, you know, you I love your jokes, you know, you put jokes, you you'll do fine, you'll do great. So we've had like a little camaraderie since way in the beginning. Uh-huh. And it's, it's this year like his account just bzz, it just skyrocketed. It was 4,000, 5,000 followers about to hit a million. Oh, wow. And it's really like the simplest idea I'm telling you and uh, but it's the quirky stuff that I love. I I I'm so happy for him. but i'm also so happy for the people who can find those easy things and make them their own and like you should see the comments people are like i'm dying rolling on the floor laughing <laughs> yeah. i know i'm looking i'm like all he did was like touch the screen in a youtube blooper but it's a lot of work to find that exact moment and you know it's yeah. it's it's its own art form it's crazy Absolutely. totally yeah. yeah so yeah i watch a lot but i do i try to find i don't like Not every comedian is putting their original work on TikTok. You know, mm-hmm. there's not that many still, I think. Right. Yeah, I think some I noticed that you actually follow as um Carmen, comedian Carmen Lynch is great. She has a big oh, yeah. following. She yeah. she puts her stand up yeah. on there. There's another uh comedian Robin Shaw comic yeah. who's very of funny. Of course, she's huge and she's very popular, yeah. Yeah, and um then there's of course Bob Saget's on there, Gilbert Godfrey, there are all these stand-ups who have are you know from the older generation who I think are finding new followings because of TikTok, which is a great thing as well. And they are understanding that going forward if they want to fill clubs and all like they're going to need to engage mm-hmm. on this platform. Yeah. It's not an option anymore. You know, I I I think the old school way of like, you know, um, I'll put a flyer out there and all like it's like the world has shifted a little bit, you know, yep. especially after being closed for as long as it's been. Yeah. Definitely. So, 
they also all getting on the, with the plan. But but I love it. I watch everything. Whatever shows up, my for you page is wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other uh, any favorite creators that they don't have to be stand up comedians or anyone you can think of off the top of your mind? Yeah, I mean, I love the doctors. As I said, there's a doctor sooth s o o d. I think. He just hops around as he's like delivering medical advice. And I'm like, I just can't get enough of him. <laughs> he's so cute. And he like bops around and he's like, and, and can you see clearly? <laughs> if you see things floating in your eyes, I'm like, they weren't floating. But now I'm wondering why, <laughs> what happens if they do. <laughs> so I love him. I love, uh, you know, I, I do watch Carmen Lynch. I've seen her perform live. I love what she's doing. Robin Shal revolutionizing in her own way you know coming up with new ideas of engagement you know recently i think she collected money to give a tip to a waiter or something like that that just took off so mm. i learn from them like i love you know i watch all of them i learn i get my own inspiration of what i could do that could be the sim- you know similar if i like the idea so yeah definitely all all of them that's great. So now we'll move on to our lightning round. So whatever okay. comes to your mind quickest, feel free to share with us. Okay. So the first question is, what's your favorite TikTok trend? Oh, uh, the wipe it. Oh, yeah. The wipe it down. Wipe it down. Because, you know, mom, hello, my whole <laughs> life is wiping. <laughs> I was like, finally. <laughs> yes, I like this. <laughs> Are you a Windex user because of uh, my big fat Greek wedding? Windex is banned in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling there you were going to no, say that. There will be no Windex yeah. anymore. We are a Lysol family. <laughs> and you don't even need Windex. A little bit of vinegar and water does just fine. Well, that's yeah. great. I'd love yeah. to see you do a video with that trend with vinegar yeah. and water. Yeah. Fantastic. What's your least favorite TikTok song or trend? Um, sometimes I see like stuff that I think could be dangerous with little kids. You know, like if you don't understand the context, like I do worry about that stuff. Like I think there was one with really cold ice. I don't remember what it was, but it was like dumping, you know, on each other or something. And I was like, it's funny until it could, you know, it does have a large young kids following. Mm -hmm. So um, the mom and me always wishes they wouldn't do the stuff that could cross over into dangerous territories. You know, yes. Like, it is funny, but, you know, it's like, I don't think you need it. There's so many other options. I feel like the Jew in me, I'm like, oh, you're going to hurt yourself. Don't do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I hate watching ha- that stuff, too. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, the, all the ones where they go to the edge of the cliff and they show them, like, falling oh, off oh, and stuff. Like, yeah. no. you know, I, I can't stand it. Like, I don't have the stomach for it. No, you know? same. Yeah. yeah. Where's your favorite place to perform comedy? Um, you mean live comedy? Live comedy. Um, I mean, I had an unbelievable night at Caroline's. I do my own show there. Oh, so yeah. I love it. I mean, it's in, the, it's in Times Square. It's in Manhattan. It's a dream come true. Yeah. I get a huge audience from all over the world because people oh, yeah. come to Times Square. And, you know, I got booked on because not every ethnic person wants to watch uh, musicals like if you're not a native English speaker you may not understand a musical mm-hmm. so uh, I I kind of created a bit of an alternative on my nights uh, so I love it I mean I can't wait for that to open up yeah oh, so cool what's your number one piece of TikTok advice um, I mean listen it's so cliche authenticity is so cliche everywhere be authentic be authentic but like 
really just put yourself out there unfiltered as real as you can be yeah. and engage and respect the person if you have five people and you respect their time you will have 50 mm-hmm. if you have five people and you spend your time whining about how you have no followers yeah you're gonna lose those five i've i've kind of seen like there are plenty of times even in my tiktok journey when i hit a wall and it plateaus because it tiktok does operate in waves Mm-hmm. You know, for a for a few days, I'll be on everybody's for you page, and then for a month, it'll be nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've heard like even major TikTokers complain, "Oh my God, there's no new people." No, but the people who are there, whether it's two or two thousand or two hundred thousand, if you respect their time, I promise you, it will grow your account. I promise you, they will go back to their two friends and say, "You know what? I actually like this account," or forward it or whatever. You know. So between authenticity and actually having integrity with the people who choose to follow you, I think you can grow right if you stick with those two principles. That's great advice. Do you know what the hype house is when it comes yeah. to TikTok? So who? Yeah, yeah of course I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's great because it's I so know funny. All the cool things. <laughs> it's so funny because a lot of we ask this question a lot, and some people have yeah. never heard of the hype house. But I'm very happy to hear that you do. So who would you want in your hype house? Oh my God, I am so not discriminating. Anybody who wants to come, like I am the worst. I am the whole world's mother and auntie. I couldn't possibly even choose. I would be like, hello, you know, I would be like, I will sit in this corner. Everybody else, please feel free. <laughs> Just come. Whoever thinks they want to be in my airspace, come. Yeah. But really, like funny people. I Like honestly, people who are joyful, who are funny at whatever they're doing. I, I don't care what you do. Like you could be there like these hysterically cool violinists. Like, have you seen the violinists? They're like playing pop songs on the violin. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like, yeah. Doing really cool. Any one of those guys, you know, good looking guys, welcome. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm like so non-discriminated. I, I can have a conversation with anybody as long as you come with good intentions. You're welcome. Hashtag good vibes. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah. You'll be standing with rose petals, welcoming everybody as they enter. All. And like, listen, I had all summer last year, I had my own tree in Central Park. People knew where to find me. I was yes. like, that's my tree. <laughs> that's amazing. amazing. So it's not a hype house, but it was a start. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And we'll bring the uh, unicorn poop as well. It'll <laughs> flow. Oh <laughs> I got so scared the first time that it happened. I was like, what is this? I shut the whole thing down. I think this is so bad. <laughs> it really is. I feel like I've had to learn a whole new language yeah. and like emoji language. Yeah. It, there's, yeah, TikTok speak is something new. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let our listeners know like what you're working on, where everybody can find you, plug the handles, all that good stuff. Absolutely. I'm at Zarna Garg on Instagram, at Zarna Garg on TikTok, at Zarna Garg official on Facebook. Basically, Zarna Garg everywhere. Everybody is welcome except my mother-in-law, please. <laughs> she needs to stop stalking me. The woman is like, I'm not stalking you. I go, I'm the only account you follow. <laughs> yeah. At least follow Priyanka Chopra. Like, at least pretend, right? Like, no, it's all me. So everybody is welcome except her. Keep her out. Okay. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I would love to have, I do a lot of Zoom shows that people can feel free to participate in, buy tickets and join for various schools, colleges, charities, whatever. Uh, they can book 
Zoom shows with me. Great. I do private events and those private events can be as few as four people and as big as like 300, 400 people. I've done them all. Wow. Uh, so they can find me anywhere. My website is very comprehensive, zarnagarg.com. Great. Yeah. Oh, this you. is so much fun. Like you have brightened my day. So I'm sure you'll brighten all of our listeners' day. We yeah. really, 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 really appreciate your time. You're, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, you, thank you for having me. Namaste. I love being here. You guys, you know, are very sweet to think of me. And thank you to Michael, Michael Judson Berry, who did a shout out for me. Oh, I love him. Yes. We have our so own good. little love, uh, you know, like we have our own little positive juju where I'm like, I've never seen the show that, that he impersonates. Oh, oh Shit's Creek. I've never seen it, but I think he's so hysterical yes. anyway. <laughs> That's yeah. a good comedian. It transcends. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's next level, and yeah. he's another one who's always so kind to me on social media. So, thank you to him for bringing you guys in my life too. Uh, thank you so much. And anything I can do for you ever, you know, come join me under my tree in the summer. Absolutely, <laughs> and I, I can't wait to see you at Caroline's or really anywhere. You know, when New York opens back up, that's going to be the greatest joy. Absolutely, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.